Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, the Communish Manifesto. Jenny brings the case against her best friend Aaron. Their families live together in a sort of modern commune, and they have trouble explaining it to outsiders. Aaron says they should just pretend to be related. Jenny says they should be upfront and let people think what they will. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and offers the obscure cultural reference. Fire in the sky! Good God. Werewolves. Stalking for their prey. Good God. Bad moons rising. Don't pass no rib steaks my way. Not today. I'll be your knight in shining armor with his bale of Jesse. Ban the monsters from the sea. Look out. Lightning in my hands. Yeah. Things are worse than they may seem. Let's try my little scheme. Free some other dreams. Swear them in, Bailiff Jesse. Jenny, Aaron, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. Yes, sir. Do you swear to abide by Judge Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that his aversion to communal living is so strong that he built a second house inside his own house so as to avoid communing with his family? (laughs) We do. Yes. Very well. Judge Hodgman? Jenny and Aaron, you may be seated for an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors. Can either of you name the piece of culture that I frankly nailed as I entered the courtroom? I'll well, give you a hint. I will agree you, you nailed you it. Yeah, definitely nailed it. Okay, who's, spe- who's speaking? Aaron says you nailed it. Jenny agrees with Aaron, as always. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, and I know we because- because you're special, <laughs> you're special sister wives in your commune. But I, <laughs> hopefully, you don't agree on everything. I mean, technically, the premise of this podcast is that you disagree on something. Oh, on one thing, that's the only thing. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try to engage with what is left of your individual personalities, Aaron. <laughs> can you name? I'm going to give you a hint. The song that I sang and hit my desk to as I entered the courtroom. Sadly, I I knew it was a song, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I don't know which one. Can I call my mom? I'm sure she'll know. (laughs) No, no. Actually, the rules of our commune is you may never call your mom ever again. Jenny? Yes, sir. I think it sounds like Bob Dylan, but I have mixed with Jim Morrison, but I have no idea. You're wrong on both counts, but you're definitely thinking along the right-ish lines. Uh, the it's, bad mood arising. Didn't you say something like that? Yeah, it's not that because that is a song. That's a song. Yeah, it's called "Fire in the Sky," and it is by the group Yahoa Thirteen from their album 1974, "Savage Sons of Yahoa." Oh wow! And do you know what I'm talking about, Jesse? This is the band uh, yeah. led by Father Yod yeah. of the Source Family. That's right. The Source family, which was a communal, uh, a communal family, it was a it was a commune in Hollywood in the '60s and very early '70s, led by a dude named Father Yod, who, whose original name was James Baker, 
uh, not the Secretary of State under George uh, Bush one, but a different dude uh, with a beard uh, who renamed himself Father Yod, then renamed himself uh, Yahowah uh, until his death by hang glider. Another story. But he and his he and his group of young people and dropouts led a vegetarian slash meditative slash daily marijuana uh, lifestyle cult in Hollywood. They had a restaurant that was incredibly popular on the on the Sunset Boulevard called the Source Family Restaurant. They were called the Source Family, and uh, and then they had a band which was called Yahoo Thirteen. A particular song was not sung by Father Yod, who did some of the vocals and and played the timpani in the band. <laughs> that was sung by uh, Electron Aquarian, which was not his given name, but he he was given all of the all of the members of the Source family chose their own names. Isis and they all had it was always Aquarian or Aquarius. It was Isis Aquarian, Electricity Aquarian. This was Electron Aquarian. Electron Aquarian's given name ironically was Frank Aquarian. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Frank Frank Tesla Aquarian. <laughs> uh, in any case, um, it's it, they made a, a documentary film about the Source family called The Source in 2012, which I highly recommend, particularly for people who are living in communes. And here's why: everything about this social experiment of living together and serving vegetarian food to John Lennon and making a bunch of money and living together in a house in the Hollywood Hills and hang gliding to death. All of it sounds like a cult, right? It all sounds like a cult because this guy was a very charismatic leader who kept, who had, who had many wives, uh, many children by these many wives. He, he sort of isolated his followers from their families and their lives. But as far as I can tell from this movie, everyone who came out of it, after after he passed away, with a few people, with the exception of a few, were basically like, "Yeah, it was okay. I had, a, I had a good time in that cult, and now I feel better, and I learned a lot of things." No one, no one died except the leader. No one was murdered, uh, and uh, and on the whole, everyone was like, "Yeah, I lost some pounds, and it felt I felt pretty good to wear a robe for a while." I interviewed uh, Maria Demopoulos and Jody Will uh, Will Willie. I can't remember uh, the directors of the film. They can. I asked them that more or less directly. Like, could they find anyone, or did they speak with anyone who had been in this weird group who was unhappy about it in retrospect? And they said no. And in fact, both of them, they very, you know, relatively straight laced documentary filmmakers, said the whole process of doing it made them kind of wish they had been in it. <laughs> That's a yeah. It's an incredible. I'm sure as documentary filmmakers, they were initially very pissed off that they couldn't find someone going, this guy was a monster. And I do think that one one of the women who had a romantic relationship and maybe a child by him did end up feeling like, I was emotionally terrorized by this guy. But that happens in all kinds of non-communal living situations all the time. That wasn't particularly unusual. And for the most part, everyone was like, yeah, it was a good... It was a good time. And now, now the documentary filmmakers are like, I wish I was in that cult. So I guess what I'm saying is, listeners of Judge John Hodgman, is I bought a ranch. I have a ranch in the hills of western Massachusetts. It's got uh, a nice big house in it. I've got 500 cots and, uh, and, and the beginnings of a kombucha factory. And anyone who wants to come out into the, into the woods with me and make kombucha and join my rock band. It's not a rock band so much as it's a... Uh, a scat singing quartet or quintet, depending. I mean, it's, it's all it's all democratic. We'll all decide together how many people are going to be in the scat singing chorus. 
but it's going to be a crazy and that's how we're going to talk also we're not even going to we're not even going to talk english which is this the slave language anymore we're going to talk our own our own um just improvise our own I'm down. Oh, okay. I go. Okay, Jenny, I think you didn't realize I was addressing you then just then. I'm Maybe sorry, you're not, sir. <laughs> you're not you're not attuned I'm... to my language yet. But Jenny, um I'll I'll speak I'll speak the old language to you then. Jenny You can do Esperante if you want. Can't don't make an empty promise, Jenny. <laughs> okay, I won't. I'm sorry, sir. If there's if there's one thing Father Hodge does not appreciate, it is glibness and and deception. So were you telling the truth? Can you speak Esperanto? No, sir. I'm a liar. I apologize. Okay. Then you have to go into you have to go into the closet for a few minutes. Go yes, into sir. The, go go into the into the black light closet and close the door and sit on the bean <laughs> sit on the bean bag and look at the poster and think about your sins. Now I'll talk to Aaron instead. Aaron, Jenny brings this case against you. Yes, uh, unfortunately. You, yes. You guys live together. We do. Not just together as roommates, but oh, you no. and your husbands and children all live together in one house. A small house, yes. A, a small house. Where is it? It's in uh, New Jersey, northern New Jersey. We just sure. moved here about six months ago. Sure. Well, what state were you chased out of by the local police? Uh, West Virginia, where, surprisingly, <laughs> we did not live together. But, oh, um, interesting. We, Jenny moved, my husband and I moved to West Virginia, so then Jenny and her husband Stretch, they moved from Oklahoma to West Virginia, they lived in our house, which was much larger at that time, for a short while, and then they moved in across the street. Erin, you are obsessed with the size of houses. You should get. Be- <laughs> she is. You should really get beyond <laughs> beyond your superficial material obsessions, and just be glad you're living with people who 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 love you and support you. Babysit and control- my kids. And, you're right. And, and 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 watch your children and control your movements. Okay, Jenny, you can come out of the, you can come out of the isolation beanbag pod and talk to me. What's your beef against Aaron? What's the problem here? Okay. Well, the problem is that we surprisingly spend a lot of time together outside of our house. And whenever we meet other people, they'll ask us, how do we know each other? A lot of times they'll ask if we're sisters and Aaron wants to have some sort of, she wants to just go with it. Say I'm her kid's aunt, say I'm her sister. So she doesn't have to explain things and make it weird. But I just want to embrace the weirdness. Just say we're just friends. We Well, not just friends, because that makes people think it's more than that, too. But just that we're friends. We live together in a commune. It's fine. You want to you wanna embrace the truth, and you want to embrace the right. weirdness. And now you understand that truth is weirdness, right? Right. Right. Cogitate on that for a minute while I get back, Aaron. <laughs> Totally. What is the, what's the problem with embracing the truth of your situation, Aaron? Why don't you want to tell your neighbors and the and the other moms at the playground that you guys live in all all in one groovy conversation pit together, or what? Well, I do tell everybody, but then it turns into this like, well, yeah, I mean, uh, the well, I mean, not that we live in the same room. I mean, we both have husbands. Like that, we had a contractor come in and they're putting a new hot water tank in. So I said, well, the boys shower at the same time. Well, they thought I was saying that the men shower together, but they just shower in different showers, and it, it just all turns into a, a very non-coherent thought. You, you're saying to me that the that the contractor you hired to redo your bathroom in northern New Jersey did not have an intuitive grasp of your communal living situation? 
No, and the neighbors, like, they're like, it's none of my business, stop telling me. Oh, right, they did say it's none of our business, as if we were trying to cover up some super secret. Whatever you do, it's it's okay, it's, you know, it's, it's your business, we're, we're not, I mean, we're not really watching anything, but... Well, let me ask, let me get to the bottom a little bit of what your business is. Aaron, first of all, what is your, what is, what is, is that your, that's your commune name, Aaron? What's your original <laughs> name? My given name is Aaron. What? what kind of, I know. What I haven't come up with anything better. Mind, what kind of mind cult is this? You don't have an <laughs> alias yet? No, at least, sadly. At the bare minimum, tell me that you have a special recipe for salad dressing. No. Some, some people call me mom. Most people call me mom. Most people call you mom? Okay, so mom. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what we're trying to get to here. So you're right. Oh, good. Yeah, I do true. have a name. We yeah. do all call her mom. Or yeah. mama. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so your so your commune name is Mama yeah. Laser. No, I'm I'm not done yet. Your full commune name is Mama Laser Light Show. Okay. Yes. All right, and Jenny, your Goldenrod Battlestar Pegasus. Okay. I love it. All right, good. Now, Mama, who calls you Mama? Who calls you Mama? People just in the house or outside the house as well? Uh, well, we don't have any f- friends yet in no. Northern New Jersey. Can you no, believe that, it? Yeah. Shockingly, but back oh. in West Virginia. You know, uh-huh. our friends tended to yell, hey, mama. But, you know, it's because they had kids, too, maybe. I don't know. How old, are, how old are you, mama? I'm 36. 36 years old. And how? And you're married to, what My is your husband. husband's name? Uh, we, whenever we well, first, first met him, all, we... First of all, you're married to an idea. And, and then... Yes. <laughs> but, your, but your earth body is married to your husband, and his name is what? Dennis. <laughs> I'm I'm married to the ideal of social and cosmic justice, but my Earth body is married to Dennis. Yes, I got it. And, Very uh, and how many kids do you have? Two. All right. And and how old is Jenny? Jenny is about to be thirty six at the end of the month, so I'm thirty five. And she's married to Stretch. Did I hear that properly? Yeah, and he has a real name. His real name is Daniel, but when Aaron and I met him, we met him together, and that also sounds weird, but we already knew too many Daniels, so like right upon meeting him, Aaron said, no, your name is Stretch, and so that's what we've called him since. I didn't expect to marry him, so we didn't know. I didn't even notice that a new person started talking. That's how beautiful your your identities <laughs> have melded together at this point, but you suddenly made reference to Aaron, and I realized Jenny was talking. <laughs> Aaron, you named Jenny's husband Stretch. Aaron, are you Mama? Mom, this is a thing. I didn't even realize Mama's the cult leader in this situation. She is. She is. She totally is. I Jenny, can't deny that. Je- Je- Jenny, first of all, do you need any help? No, I'm. I'm voluntarily in this relationship, this family-ish uh-huh. relationship. Uh huh. And how did this family-ish relationship come about? So we met when we were in college. We were on the. I was on the student newspaper and then Aaron joined and that's how we met. And then Mm -hmm. we ended up being friends. We lived or we went into AmeriCorps, of course, because we're hippies. And then Mm -hmm. when we shared an apartment together and then we met the husbands because there was a Marine base in the city. And so there were a ton of Marines around. We ended up meeting our husbands and they moved to separate states when they got out of the Marine Corps, and we followed them. And then we eventually, when we lived in West Virginia across the street from each other, Aaron and I started talking about moving together somewhere, like 
because our husbands were both looking for new jobs and we thought we could move somewhere together and share our house and share finances and just have us all together there. And so you did. Now, just a little bit, let me understand this. Two hippie girls from college, what college did you go to? <laughs> Uh, the University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown. Okay. I don't know anything about that school. What was the name of the school newspaper? Quick. Quick the answer. The Advocate. The Advocate. Okay. You're not lying. Good. You guys <laughs> went into AmeriCorps and then you moved to the outskirts of a Marine base where? Yeah. In Johnstown. Oh, in Johnstown. Mm-hmm. So the, the two hippie girls were hanging around the Marine base. Yeah, and the they, bars around the marine base, yeah. Uh-huh. And you met it wasn't a, couple, a very big town. You, <laughs> right. you met a couple of marines, Stretch and the other one, uh-huh. who I think probably is forever known as the other one. That's yeah. good. And uh, and they were they were stationed at this marine base in, in, in Pittsburgh? Outside of Pittsburgh, yes. Yeah. Outside, outside of Pittsburgh, all right. And now they are now now they 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 finished their careers in the Marines, is that correct? Yep. Yep. And then they went to college. Uh-huh. And, and when then did they you get married? married? Us. Oh, they got married. Okay, got well. Did, when you met them, they were Marines who had not yet gone to college. Correct. Yes, like they All went right. to the Marines for the GI Bill. Mm-hmm. Okay, and okay. to protect our country. <laughs> and I and I thank them for their for their service. Thank you. Uh, did they serve overseas at all? Or no, no. Oh, oh no, well. they went to uh, that island one time. Where was that? Saint Haiti? Lucia. They went to Saint oh. Lucia to burn really? marijuana plants once. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I found the t-shirt. You're right. They went to St. Lucia to blaze. <laughs> no, not to, Yes, but no. Yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah, from a, from a safe distance, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I Well, I'm sure there are many Marines who wish they could have had the careers that your husbands had. <laughs> and the wives. And the but wives all, that are husbands. But everyone, yeah, and their wives, too, and their families, too. But they, everyone does their part, I suppose. Right. So, Aaron, I'll, I'll I'll flip over to you. So, your your husbands both went to college. You got where did they go to college in, in West Virginia? Is that why you guys moved to West Virginia? No, my husband went to college at LSU in Louisiana, and right. Stretch went to college in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State University. Please. Okay. And so, and then Jenny after... followed Stretch to Oklahoma, and I followed Dennis to Louisiana. Okay, and then you all decided to rendezvous in West Virginia somehow. Because my husband got a job in West Virginia. Okay. And then, because uh, he got out of college before Stretch did, right. so so then they followed us there to look okay, for so, jobs. So so so, Mama, you were there in West Virginia. Your husband got some job at some kind. It didn't matter. He just was selling Amway or going door to door. It didn't matter. He was just raising money for the group. And yeah. then <laughs> and then Jenny, you followed Mama's charisma cult to West Virginia. That just shows what a powerful charismatic cult leader she is nothing against the great people of west virginia but did you imagine that you would well i guess it's not that far from pittsburgh right west virginia isn't that no, far it's five minutes from right. pittsburgh yep. yeah it's right, perfect there you go. all right it's beautiful too i'm sure Very it beautiful. is yeah which was the job that brought you guys to northern new jersey my aaron's husband's job again mama's job mama's job all right, <laughs> mama's job. All right. mama engineered a move because the local sheriff was looking a little too closely at you guys <laughs> yes and so whenever made- we decided to move we asked jenny and stretch where they would go so we made a list, and they said they would come here. So we found a job here. Now, now, Jenny, why not move across the street from one another again? They have streets in northern New Jersey, you know, and houses across from one another. Why, <laughs> why, why did, why did you go along with Mama's plan to all live together and share possessions and lovers? I think, I'll just drop that in there. No, Maybe no, 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 please don't. No, no, <laughs> no we okay. don't share. Okay. Um, sure. We now I'm all flustered about it. So, um, our plan was 
you know, if we lived together, then everything would just be a little bit easier. I mean, we wouldn't have to keep up two separate houses. We wouldn't have to walk across, the, you know, that long walk across the street. And then we could save a little money because New Jersey is a little more expensive, I'm sure you can assume, than West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to, you know, make things a little bit cheaper, but also it just sort of worked for how we want to live, I guess. Like, does that make sense to yeah. you, Aaron? Okay. Then that's, if Mama agrees, then that's my point. <laughs> Who bought the house? Who owns the house? Uh, my husband and I do. This is Aaron. Mama okay. owns the house. And how many children live in the house? Are you able two. to keep count? Okay. <laughs> Only two children and there will be no more. Two children? Who's, whose children are they? You each have one or? No. no. Mama has two. Mama has two. So Jenny, you and Stretch are never going to have kids? Correct. It's going to be hard. to. You're going to have to go out and find some recruits for your commune because that's normally how you build it. Right, exactly. It's a problem, but we'll see what we can do. You have some naked children running around the house at all times. (laughs) Pretty much. Really, the backyard, (laughs) mostly. But but then the neighbors started commenting on it, so I made my youngest son wear a skirt this summer. And how much else is this truly a communal situation? You think you're going to phase me with your son wearing a skirt? (laughs) I was trying. No, it's just the truth. It is the truth. I live in Western Massachusetts in Park Slope, Brooklyn. <laughs> oh yeah, you know Sorry. we're not like oh whatever you do is none of your everything's everybody's business and that business is <laughs> and that skirt business is fine. Good. I think in Park Slope now they actually issue all the boys skirts in public kindergarten, right? Well, they're not. We don't use boys and girls anymore as terms. Oh, all the children's. Yeah, all the all the all the gender to be determined, gender to be self determined, younglings. Unless it's a branded princess skirt, in which case it is out of there. Oh, no, no, no. Not allowed. Not allowed. So how communal is this commune, Jenny? Do you, we? I mean, I don't want to get you in trouble with the law, but do, you, do, do the families split the, the, the expenses of the home? I think some things we split and some things we don't. Like we buy separate groceries, but then we'll mm-hmm. make meals for each other. And then, like, if, if, yeah, like, if I'm out and I'll buy something for Erin, if she's out, she'll buy something for me. So we kind of, we don't have an exact split, but I think we've been friends long enough that we, we keep a mental tally of who's paying for what so that we kind of have a general idea that everyone's contributing semi-equally. Do you think, Erin? Yes. And how many, Erin, how, how many gallons of hummus do you make a week? Oh my gosh, how much? <laughs> This is a bad week to ask. I think we ate three things of hummus this week. Wait. Yeah, we did. That you bought or that you made yourself? Oh, that's, no. That's usually the critical line between a commune and just roommates. Lots of people eat hummus. Very few yeah, make it from scratch. I guess we ate it. We didn't make any this week. If you yeah. make it from scratch, scratch, I mean, if you're talking about soaking chickpeas, yeah, that's serious. If then you can make a, it from canned chickpeas, you might, you might just live in Park Slope. Right. Oh, we right, just got right. some yeah. canned chickpeas and some tahini and lemon juice. That's not that big a deal. Yeah, we yeah. soak our lentils. Does yeah. that count? And I made black beans and rice last night, and I soaked the beans myself. Can I have a point back? Wow the the the, the communa meter is really going. The needle's all over. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's not. It's a wild. It's a wild needle. You're, as they say in certain world major world religions that I won't mention for fear of rep, retribution. Uh, it's a, it's a, you're jamming the needle. It's not a floating needle, jamming it. Uh, I don't know what to think about you guys. 
And this is exactly at the crux of the problem, right? Because your neighbors don't know what to think about you either. Aaron, the truth, as we clearly have established, is weird, right? <laughs> it is. Yes, it is Gen- weird. Jenny, Gen- Jenny's, Jenny's Blacklight-inspired koan at the top of this hour was true from the beginning and weird from the beginning. The, the, the weirdness of the truth of your life is weird, and you don't want your neighbors to know about it. Why? Why do you want to lie to your neighbors and say that you're related? It's not that I don't want them to know. I mean, once we're friends, they're going to understand. Like, back in West Virginia, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you and Jenny are going to go to... What they said was, what are you going to do if you move and Jenny doesn't go? Oh, what are you going to do without Jenny? Well, Jenny's coming with us. Like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like, everyone understood us back there. Yeah. Here, no one knows us yet, and they're older, um, you know, so they just, I don't think... Until people and know you, us, they're not going to understand. Right. And the other thing is, is a big, if I may, if I may say in your, in your defense, Jenny, you should listen to this. There, you don't have friends in Northern New Jersey and you never will. <laughs> you know, That's I mean, probably right. But, it makes, this, it but makes we don't per- need them. We have each other. But your kids yeah. need friends. I think oh, that's yeah. the kids do need the friends. Kids yeah. make the, ki- friends. the kids will make friends because they live in their, their own nation of kingdom. In lots of parts of the country, extended family connections and alternative living arrangements is much is much more common and acceptable than in the essentially the suburbs of New York, where you don't have friends, you have ri- you have rivals for property lines. You know what I mean? And you and your children don't have friends there. They have they have rivals for middle school. I'm not surprised at all. That your neighbors are like, I don't want to know what you're all about. Not necessarily because what you're doing is wrong in their eyes. It's just like, they do not care. <laughs> the neighbor Stop up the street talking the about day. your feelings. What? What did the neighbor <laughs> up the street say? Like, I went to the bus stop to get my older son. And then, you know, the little baby, he wanted to come too. So Jenny brought him out to the bus stop. And then Jenny and the two kids ran back to the house while a neighbor I'd never talked to stopped and talked to me. And he's like, oh, so so that's your older daughter? Or that's your oldest daughter? And I was like, oh, no. Like, she's not my daughter at all. She's uh, just my friend. But, you know, they live there. That's part of the problem. Erin gets that voice. Like, it would be fine to say friend if she didn't start going, oh, you know, it's my friend. Oh, that was you a, know, it was a like weird, a that was a weird sing-song clown voice that Erin went into there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> You'd be good for my scat singing called out in Western Massachusetts. Exactly. What? First of all, Jenny, how often are you how often are you mistaken for for uh, Aaron's oldest daughter? I was once mistaken for her mother, and that was a very difficult time. But I, I loved it. <laughs> I think I'm mistaken for being a relative of hers often. We used to, in college, people always thought we were sisters, so we made up fake names and said, and a fake family. But now, it's, you know, pretty often if we're out, people want to try and figure out why we're together and why her kids, you know, are asking me for a sandwich. So, yeah, it's pretty often. You know that other mothers have friends, right? Like, it's not that unusual for a, an adult person to have a close friend that does something with them. No, yeah, I, I, I know. But I don't know. Weird. But it's, I think it's different in that, um, well, yeah, we don't know any people, so how would we know? But 
her kids will ask me questions that you would ask your mom. They'll ask me permission to do things, and they'll, you know, if they want a snack, they'll ask me. It's more, I think it's a little bit weirder. Like an aunt or a grandma. Yeah. How do they, grandma. How, do, how do they refer to you, Jenny? Do they call you other mama? No. Jun- they call junior me, mama? Um, they call me by my first and last name. Remember, your full, your full name is Goldenrod Battlestar no, Pegasus. Right. I can't wait to tell them that. But especially if we go to the playground, it's it's really weird because he loves like when you're introducing yourself, he'll say hi to a kid, and I'll say hi to a mom, and we'll walk up to a mom and say, "That's Jenny. She's not my mom. My mom's at home." And like he'll just immediately say, "That's not my mom." Or yeah. she lives with us, but she's not my mom. And so he starts it off. We're going to bleep out that that name because that is not a name that I've given the child. And, <laughs> and second of all, why are you even referring to this child by a name or a gender? He, she hasn't chosen his name or gender yet. Why are you laying all this heavy rap on him? She. So there. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. Well, is, We're not as enlightened as you might think. Is this older child or younger child? Okay, so this is older child. Why do you think should we call him older child? Yeah. Why do you think older child Aaron likes to say these provocative things on the playground? Is it that he wants social <laughs> services to come to the house? <laughs> There's a good chance he uh, he is like his mother. He likes to give way too much information. A little too honest, probably. Well, except for this one thing, Aaron, Mama. Is that you want to hide? So let me just understand the stakes here. If I rule in your favor, Mama, you, you're going to make me compel Jenny to refer to yourself to herself as Aunt Jenny. You're going to rename her Aunt Jenny, and the and older child one and younger child one. I guess they're both number one in our hearts. But you know, older child and younger child <laughs> will refer to her as Aunt Jenny, and you will go around town saying, "Oh yeah." That woman that I said was my friend, who you thought was my oldest daughter, that's actually my sister. And you're going to try to re- you're going to try to and you want and you will try to rewrite history. I might go with sister-in-law uh-huh. or grandma. You're not doing grandma. Yeah, let me let me just say, and I'm going to look at it. I, this whole thing has got me looking at this evidence that you guys sent in. Okay. So here we have a picture of the entire the entire group, the entire pod. I'm going mm-hmm. and going from left to right. I see uh, Mama Hubby. I'm guessing, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. This is the one where you're all wearing the same colored shirts for some reason. We were We're having a teenage mutant ninja turtle party uh, uh, for fifth birthday party. Oh, older child. Older child. Sorry. Or now you can refer to him or her as eldest blessed child. Okay. (laughs) My eldest blessed was turning five. And it was also our going away party in West Virginia. So that's why you decided to wear all the same color T-shirt, not because you're part of a weird cult. Right. right. Ish. Ish. <laughs> we were setting up for New Jersey. Uh-huh. So in this photo of this so-called turtle party, we have hubby, mama's, mama's hubby, mama, Esset, uh, eldest blessed child, Battlestar Pegasus, youngest blessed child, and stretch in that order left to right. And we'll put this up on the... Yes, sir. Unless you want us to pixelate out some faces, we'll put this up online so people can follow along at home. And we'll happily pixelate out some No, faces. I think that's fine. Uh, the boys are more attractive without pixels. <laughs> they're very they're very, they're very, very handsome gender-to-be-determined young people, that's for sure. Um, you guys don't look like 
mother and daughter at all. Ugh, Thank you. You guys look like si- you guys look like sisters, and you and uh, you don't. How could someone come to that conclusion that the Jenny was Aaron's oldest daughter? Unless, because I think people need they're pulling for what are those people living right. in that house? They're just grasping at anything, yeah. Yeah, but why? I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, don't you think that they are jumping to that conclusion in order to avoid another simple? And believable conclusion that you guys are are uh, romantic partners. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, uh, Jenny, how do you feel? That would be a weird thing. Wouldn't you be offended if someone said, "Is that your sister?" And but they thought that was your girlfriend. That just seems. Mean I, I no. I'm just daughter. trying to puzzle. I'm just trying to puzzle out. And and again, I don't mean to slam your particular community in North Jersey. I'm sure that there are friendly people there who are friends. And I'm and I'm sure, but I I do think it's rather weird that uh, a, a neighbor, and, and I'm posing this to you, Jenny, because you're the one who, if you have your way, you're going to force Aaron to tell everyone the truth about your weird house and your weird living arrangement. And the and the fact is, you don't know how that truth is necessarily going to be received. So far, I've only heard the neighbors. Once you try to explain to the neighbors, they're like, "I don't want to know." Whatever's going on in there, and when there's nothing going on in there, and then you have right. other neighbors who are going like, "Oh, this woman who is clearly the same age as you, this must be your daughter." <laughs> no. No, daughter. Would you yeah, say? Well, would I you think... say, Jenny, that you live in a in a more conservative neighborhood than you lived in in West Virginia or outside of Pittsburgh? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. How would you describe the the community in which you live, um, Jenny? Old. Uh-huh. Like what? Do you, what yes, does that mean? I, would, I think that the people here are older, and <laughs> they've all known each other forever. Yeah. When you say no. old, what are we talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. Like s- retired, retired, like seventy. Oh, they're not seventy. They're not. Okay. They're probably fifties or sixties. Late fifties into, into their sixties, okay. into their seventies, maybe. Okay. Grown ups. Yes. Are there yeah, grown, are grown there ups. other kids in the community? Are there other kids in the neighborhood? Yeah, a few. Here, let me let me put it this way: Do you observe Halloween in whatever weird religion you practice in your house? <laughs> yes, we did. Is there is there is there trick or treating in the neighborhood, Jenny? Yes, there is. And when you go around to the neighborhood, do you do you do you get uh, good candy like Kit Kats, or do you get Jordan almonds from old people and pats on the head? They got pennies Ooh. in their um, pennies and like Tootsie Rolls. Ugh. And there were like a few good candies. There were a couple Snickers bars, which is what I want. But yeah, there were also pennies and pencils and old people garbage. Well, guys, the neighbor told. Yes, Aaron. This is Mama. The neighbor told us to go I'm, to a different neighborhood to trick or treat. <laughs> he said not to bother going around our street. Well, you mean when you came, when you went, yes. when eldest and youngest blessed children ding donged at the door, this old man came out and said, "Go somewhere else." Well, he told us like two or three days before. Oh, to go somewhere else. That's when he came over and asked me where I lived, even though he knew full well I lived in the basement. What? She makes you live in the basement. <laughs> Will you earn your way up into the main living space through chores and 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 self-abasement, or will you always be in the basement? 
I think if I make enough bean burritos, she'll let me come up, but I don't know. For have- dinner. All right. Tell me- she can come up for dinner. Right. What? Wait. I thought you meant the bean burritos were for dinner. No lunch burritos. They don't count. <laughs> <laughs> no, she can make bean burritos and, and she can bring them upstairs. Wait, Star- she has the only working stove in the house right now. Battlestar Pegasus, you live in the basement? Yeah, I do. With with Stretch and the two of you live mm-hmm. in, the, in the, what, on cots by the boiler or what? <laughs> pretty close to the boy no we have it, we it was like a weird um old man hangout basement with like a bar built into it and wood paneling like a rec room so we took yeah so we took all the stuff down and kind of remodeled it a little bit so it looks more like a place people would live so yeah we live in the basement how long is this relationship going to continue forever who, yeah, who, we made it 15 years so i think we could at least do 15 more. Sorry. I, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting the answer to be so quick and as definitive as that. I was, wait, Did you think we, I was waiting to hear how there was one of you was going to at least express some desire to have one's own independent life at some point. No. And not simply like, be like, yeah, no, this is the way it's going to be forever. Yeah. I mean, if this isn't coming across, we really do like like hanging out with each other and spending time together and being a family, a and weird family, but a family. It is, and our husbands enjoy it too. Is that now, ma- yeah, now, it- Mama? That that may just be the opinion that you gave them. <laughs> Battlestar, well, Battlestar Pegasus. What's it. the view down in the basement? Does Stretch <laughs> is Stretch is Stretch along for the ride? Will he, okay, will, so- he will he will he live in the basement for the rest of his life in order to make his wife happy so that she can make her wife happy <laughs> stretch and um mama hubby used to be roommates as well when they were in the marine corps they were in basic together weren't they too i think yeah and so they were roommates for a long time and so and stretch brought you a present after we first met he gave us both presents so i think he's on board as well i think he has a commune mind they like to share tools. Yeah, that sounds weird. What's really, <laughs> what's really interesting is that not only are they not present in this discussion, but neither one, of, neither one of them submitted even an affidavit. Do you know oh, what I mean? That's right. We should, yeah. Have you we guys, should have you guys ever seen the um, the Neil Labute remake of The Wicker Man? I watched the ending of it. Yeah. Well, everyone sees that. That's it. Everyone sees that part where he punches out the woman in the bear costume. On online, and and screams the bees. But I, but I, but I may, I may very well, whatever I decide, I may just sentence you to watching you guys all watching this movie together. <laughs> this movie together because it's about it's about it's about a, a an intentional living community, in which the men in which the men are never seen. <laughs> that is kind of what we do. The men work. They come home at night. Oh, no, we love yeah, our we men. Do. We love our men. <laughs> we just don't want to know what they think or care about or want to do. How old? I'll write up their statement and I'll send it in to you tonight. <laughs> just kidding. Battlestar Pegasus. You live in the basement yes, with Stretch and you don't have children and you never will. Is that correct? Correct. How long can you live in that basement? Do you have a bathroom down there? Yes. Do you have like a, yeah, a, a hot plate or something? Yeah, and a kitchen. No, I have a real stove and a fridge. 
and it, right now a utility sink, but I bought a real sink on clearance that we're going to put in. And do you have we'll a- buy anything on clearance? Apparently, <laughs> we will. <laughs> we're giving that habit up because the house is too small. But. Well, that's the thing. Do you think? Do you think that your family, like uh, Mama, your oldest and youngest ch- child children, are how old? Five and two. Do they each have their own room, or are they going to share? Uh. They share room now, but we have a third bedroom, but it's a craft room right now. What kind of craft? Do you make God's eyes and... <laughs> yes. And, we, arti- we, and no, we God's eyes and holistic no. soap? No. We uh, we make our own laundry soap, though. I'm sure that's surprising. Yeah. But Aaron sews and I crochet. Did you say what I just thought you said? What? <laughs> do you make your own laundry soap? Of course we do. It's it's much more economical and better for the environment. And we can't stand the smell yeah. of laundry soap. Like how your clothes, ugh, it, it's Disgusting. people that smell clean. I prefer to smell like nothing. <laughs> you just said you don't like when people smell clean. No, like the smell of detergent. Oh, it's terrible. Okay, sorry. I'm going. I'm going into a into a into a cult K hole here. I'm sorry. I just want to hear you guys talk about your. You're soap making all day long. What? Wait, how long can you live in this house? Is the point I'm saying. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, I, we can. Mama, how long? How long do you foresee living in this house until your family? Are you going to have another child? No, we're done. Right. Okay. So, so do you? How long is it can realistically sustainable that you guys will live in this house? We'll pay it off in thirty years. So, mm-hmm. maybe thirty years. But you do you ha- do you uh, women have have careers of your own? I work at home as an assistant, and then I have a small business. That's bad. That makes it sound. Is- yeah, that makes it sound like it's a lie. But yeah, I'm an assistant, and then I have a small business that okay. I work from home. And and, and, and I don't uh, do anything. Aaron, you, <laughs> Emma, you, Mama, you you just run things, right? Yeah, right. She's right. I boss people. Yeah. And Stretch and uh, uh, Mama Hubby, are they are they fulfilled and happy in their professional and creative lives? Yes, they're doing exactly like they're, what they went to school for. And it sounds and the, and they're stable professions. Yes, I'm just trying Hopefully. to establish wh- yeah. when this thing is going to break and what's going to happen. It's not going to break, sir. When we die, I guess if we all die, then it'll end. I guess if we came into money, maybe uh, oh yeah, Jenny might buy the house next door. Yeah, if I became rich, I would buy another house close by. Okay, or so only there if is... it was next door. I think I'd so... pro- Mama would protest if it was not next door. Okay, all right. But we do like those Mormon compounds, you know, that are like two houses that have a put together yes. space. We talked a long time about how we wanted know. to build one of those houses. All I know is what I saw in Big Love. Is that what you mean? Yeah, too. That's exactly. All we, we watched that. Yeah, that was very inspirational to us. <laughs> and and uh, and you think uh, eldest child and youngest child, they like this arrangement too? Oh, yeah. They love it. Love it, love it. Who's speaking now? Aaron is, oh, Mama is speaking. And my children love Jenny and Stretch so much. Like, and even my nieces and nephews, when they come to visit, they're like, oh, where's Jenny Brown? Where's Stretch? Where are they at? Let's go play. Let's go to the basement. They don't even, like, half the house, we don't even use the first floor of the house because everybody wants to go to the basement. If you want to switch, that, we can't. <laughs> now I just have one more, one more question before I go into my chambers. That third floor craft room, can that be my room? <laughs> totally. <laughs> yes, please come visit. And stay. Okay. stay. 
Okay, I'm going to go into my into my sensory deprivation tank and and cogitate on this for a while, and I'll and I'll come back and make my decision in a moment. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Jenny, how are you feeling about your chances? I think my chances are great because there is nothing he could come up with to encapsulate the weirdness that is our relationship. Sister's not going to cut it. Aaron, I what about it was you? Pretty sympathetic to me. Why is that? Because. He must have been in northern New Jersey before. He knows the people. He knows the demographic. So what do you think people would say to the two of you if when you were asked, you said, oh, that's my friend and housemate? I think the problem is, is that this is Aaron speaking. I don't know if I could stop there. That's that is a problem. Aaron can't <laughs> stop her mouth. So she would have to elaborate. And that, maybe this judgment is going to be good that way. So if I... If I have to stop, then maybe I can stop. <laughs> so it's like a central part of the issue that you're just incapable of saying the situation and leaving it there. And instead, you ramble on until the people are uncomfortable and suspicious. <laughs> Probably. I think he knows the answer because he's feeling that way. Yeah. <laughs> I like a good story. I can't help it. <laughs> Well, we'll see what Judge John Hodgman says about all of this when we come back in just a minute. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org. And they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, Boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame, you can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code HODGMAN. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything 
especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. First of all, let's define our terms. This is not a commune, right? Because you guys are not pooling all of your income and resources together and then sharing it equally, which is what a, the utopian experiment of a commune truly would be. I grew up in a huge home in Brookline, Massachusetts that had been a commune. And I can tell you guys that uh, I, saw, I saw the fall of communism in the house every day <laughs> due, due to the poor, how poorly it was, it was, uh, it was maintained and all the staircases that were falling apart and the terrible smells that were everywhere. And the reality is that one of the reasons my mom and dad, who were young professionals at the time, could buy a 16-room house in suburban uh, Boston it was in part due to the fact that, uh, that that commune had really trashed the place. And there was a patchouli air of disreputability around the house for years after my mom came in and straightened all the sconces and, and put down some new spackle and made it all respectable again. That may be part of the public perception that Aaron is afraid to deal with in this community in northern New Jersey, wherever it is, and I don't know the name of the town, is being perceived by this family as more conservative than the part of West Virginia where they lived, which is saying something, or at least more judgmental and I don't want to know what you're all about sort of thing. Now, the next question, is this a cult? There's a lot of beans and rice involved. (laughs) (laughs) They wear robes. They make their own soap. I just want to lay those details out there. There is a woman at the center of it called Mama who forces people to take on different names and is asking her best friend and her own children to lie to the outside world about what is actually happening in their house. These are, much to my surprise, when isolated, some real hallmarks of a potential budding cult of personality going on in northern New Jersey there. Now, to the best of my knowledge, you're not brainwashing anyone, Mama. You're not asking people to cut off all ties with the outside world and their own families. Indeed, you allow your own nieces and nephews to come over and and cavort in the soap factory or whatever it is. I don't think that... I Obviously, I don't think it is a cult, but... In regard to one of the things that make cults most terrifying, which is asking its members to lie to the outside world, 
there is a resonance with what is happening in your house, in your love house in Northern New Jersey. Now I love your love house. I think it's a house. I call it that because it's a house full of love. It's an unusual familial relationship, but it is, uh, it sounds like everyone is very satisfied by it. And even though I expected one of you guys to break indoctrination has been so successful (laughs) or alternately you are just both and all so happy that I can't see for a reason why this should not go on uh, indefinitely. The one reason that I think it would become more and more uncomfortable to live your lifestyle, which is not unusual. It is two families sharing a home, right? You are housemates. You are good friends and housemates, as Bailiff Jesse pointed out to you. It's not that difficult to describe. It is not that um, transgressive to live. It would only break apart if someone in the house decides this isn't for me anymore, or I need to get a job somewhere else, or I don't like living in the basement anymore, or whatever it is. Or that you realize that uh, this community and, uh, and, a, and a house full of two families that love each other uh, and are all good friends and take a lot more pleasure, I think, uh, and satisfaction of being together in the world than pursuing their own whatever weird individual careers, right? If if that community can't hack, can't can't hack what you guys are 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 grokking in that love house, then it's not going to be a very comfortable place for you guys to live. And the only way you're going to find out if that community is down with you guys as neighbors is just to be straightforward about your non-sin, to confess your non-sin <laughs> of two, fa- two families, one of whom has children, the other of whom don't, uh, saving some money together and hanging out together all the time. It's not a big deal. Now, again, I think that you've given, been given some signals by the neighbors that they don't want uh, to know that maybe they won't be entirely comfortable. I don't know why they wouldn't be, but there seem to be at least some people anecdotally in, in what mama is telling me who would rather close the door on child trick or treaters than open it to the weird, to the weird life you guys are living in your conversation pit. But you really won't know for sure until you just say to them, yeah, this is my friend. And, uh, and, and we live together because our families, uh, share a house and uh, therefore, it is okay for her to pick up my eldest child from school. And therefore, you do not need to call the police when my child goes to the playground saying, that's not my mommy. That's not my mommy. <laughs> and just see how it goes. Uh, I don't remember who it was who said this. Was it a poet? Maybe Adrian Rich? I don't know. My wife and the, and the cult that I live in at home here in Park Slope. Uh, my wife has often cited something since we were friends in college, which is people lie when their own truth isn't isn't good enough to them. And your own truth is fine. And as a and and as uh, role models to these uh, gender nonspecific younglings who are trying to define what their identities are going to be, uh, even though your lie is obviously a little lie. Uh, a soft lie, and not even a lie. I mean, you would call her Aunt Jenny or whatever, but if if anyone asked you, if anyone scratched the surface for just a second, Aaron, clearly you would give them a long monologue of what's really going on. <laughs> Still, you want those young people to see 
uh, adults who are just being straightforward, who are unashamed and unembarrassed by the choices that they have made in their lives that will enable them to make whatever choices they need to make and realize there's no shame in doing something that is, is right for them. Even a, even a little white lie, which uh, like Aunt Jenny is, is suggesting that somehow we need to grease the skids for these weirdos who live outside. But the people who live outside might not be as judgmental as you worry them being. When they say, I don't want to know your business, maybe that means like, I don't want to hear the whole long story. I got to be somewhere. Welcome to North <laughs> Jersey. So I find in Jenny's favor, I'm sorry, Battlestar, uh, Goldenrod uh, Battlestar Pegasus's favor. I order you, Mama Aaron, to, when asked, simply provide a clear and truthful explanation. I think Jesse's was very elegant, saying, that's my friend and we're housemates. Our families are housemates. Do not offer any more because you're not required to. Do not offer an explanation <laughs> when you're not asked for one because you're not required to. <laughs> and then the only other thing I would say is, you guys have to focus on making some soap that you can sell at the farmer's market or whatever under the banner uh, Caprica Goldenrod, New Jersey, Northern New Jersey Love Cult. Oh, yes, we do. This is a great idea. And then become a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> once you once <laughs> you invariably make a gazillion dollars, because I know money is meaningless to you, but it is very meaningful to our podcast. So I don't know whether it's a Dr. Bronner's style soap with an elaborate philosophy on the label or whether it's some kind of herbal scent or uh, or sage smudge stick or whatever it is you're going to make. You know, make sure you market it, even if it's website consulting uh, or or whatever your side business is. And just make sure that it's marketed properly under Goldenrod, Mama and Goldenrod. Northern New Jersey Love Cult Products Incorporated. I'm on Etsy right now starting the show. Yeah, you think it's on. Maybe that's not the, you know, name your, if you're going to have a cult, name it and, and profit off it. That's what I'm saying. In the meantime, <laughs> uh, I think my judgment is clear. This is the sound of a gavel. Fire in the sky. Judge John Hodgman <laughs> rules. That is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Jenny, how do you feel? Well, I think due to the laws of our commune, I have to say that was Mama's idea all along, and she's always right, and so I'm glad that she prevailed in this. <laughs> I feel great. This is the best moment. I'm so happy. We can finally act like normal people. I'm excited. Normal people. <laughs> well, congratulations to the both of you, I guess. Thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! 
Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Paho! In the sky. Father Hodge. Father Hodge. Oh. Oh, how dare you? How dare you come into my inner sanctum, which is the back pantry, when I am beating on these plastic drums that used to be full of adzuki beans. Father Hodge, why don't we have a signature salad dressing? We should. And now we do. The signature salad dressing shall be called Pie Hole in the Sky. Double tahini, uh, uh, salad, cream. Yeah, I'm gonna revise that. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll put it in the hopper for a second draft uh, later on this week. Oh, don't put it in the hopper though. I'm I'm, gro- I'm growing my tomatoes in there. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Hey, listen, if you're out there and you want to join me and Judge John Hodgman at Max FunCon 2015, uh, which is our annual gathering of uh, creative people interested in comedy shows and classes and lectures and all kinds of cool stuff. Tickets go on sale the day after Thanksgiving, which um, is uh, just it's a couple of days. the day after days. tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. As this show is released. Um, go to MaxFunCon.com and you can get your tickets there and just be aware, like... Uh, they, uh, the last couple of years, they've sold out um, before the new year. So go there, grab some tickets, um, and uh, we'll see you in June, June 12th through 14th, 2015. Speaking of things selling out very quickly, those of you who belong to my personal mailing list, which you can always join by going to bit.ly slash Hodgmail, H-O-D-G-M-A-I-L, uh, know that some people belong to a secret society. And when tickets become available for a secret society, about which I can say very little in this public forum, those tickets sell very quickly because that secret society meets in a very, very, very small secret place. But I am here to tell you, listeners of Judge John Hodgman, for reasons of my own that I cannot elaborate on, that on December 18th, a very special thing will happen. There will be a secret society meeting and a public holiday spectacle that is incurring in a much larger place. It's going to have a lot of secret things happen at it, which I cannot reveal. But if you have ever wanted to join a secret society before, now is your time to do it. Because let me tell you, we are holding it in this very special secret place that is beautiful and impossible and weird and exciting and large and in New York City, specifically Manhattan. That's all I can say. If you want further details and would like to join a secret society on December 18th, 2014, and which will involve me, I can say, and my guests and other people that you will like, go to johnhodgman.com slash secret 
johnhodgman.com slash secret. Or you may always join my personal mailing list at bit.ly slash hodgmail, H-O-D-G-M-A-I-L. Tickets are going fast and it's going to be uh, fun. And of course, we've got all kinds of cool new stuff in the Max Fun Store. Just go to maxfunstore.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to maximumfun.org slash JJ Ho. Maximumfun.org slash JJ Ho. Our producer is Julia Smith. Our editor is Mark McConville. Mark, by the way, is one of the talent in the wonderful podcast Super Ego, which I really recommend that you check out. I, I have no vested interest in this podcast uh, other than that I am a fan of it uh, and a fan of Mark's. I second that uh, vouchsafe and I third it. Yeah, they're great. Those guys are really funny. Pat Healy is a name. <laughs> yes. Was that the person who named this week's episode? See, I told I told you that I have telepathy now. This is why you have to follow me. I put that in your mind, Jesse. What more proof of my powers do you need? Thank you, Pat Healy. If you want to, if you want to name an upcoming case, uh, like us on Facebook. Um, uh, just search for Judge John Hodgman. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jesse Thorne. John is at Hodgman. Now a man with one million Twitter followers. Congratulations, John. Thank you very much. But now that I have one million Twitter followers, I don't need to receive congratulations from mortals ever again. (laughs) Only, what about demigods? Would you accept a demigod? Sure, I will. (laughs) Okay. But I just realized... That's that's our that's our uh, that's our uh, dressing. It's Judge John Hodgman's own one million Twitter followers double tahini salad blast. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get Adam Coford on a label for that right away and put that on a T-shirt. I also would suggest if anyone has a possible recipe for that, they can share it in our Reddit, which is uh, red, maximumfun.reddit.com or on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org. Um, or just type it out in a series of tweets with our hashtag, hashtag JJHO. Now, Bailiff Jesse, I don't want to leave you out of this. You can have you can make up your own salad dressing. Okay. Or you can come out with your line of gourmet croutons. Uh-huh. Or a pie crust. Can I tell you what my line of gourmet croutons is? Hippie gourmet this is what I'm talking about, though, right? This has got to come from a cult. you got to have but a go crusty on. sourdough. You slice it. You chop it into pretty sizable pieces. I mean, like an inch by an inch, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, then you just get out your cast iron skillet, you know, put some olive oil in there, crush some garlic in there, you know, wor- work it around a little bit, and then just fry that bread. Put some salt and pepper on there and maybe a little bit of your favorite spices, mm-hmm. maybe a little uh, a, a little uh, powdered garlic, if you like, or a little powdered onion, if you like. And you got the literally the tastiest thing in the world. Bailiff Jesse's own all natural sourdough shut your crust hole croutons. Yeah, there you go. You got it. I'm ready to, right. I'm ready to take your call, Whole Foods. I'm not I'm not gonna deal with Whole Foods. They're not they're not authentic enough. They don't meet your standards. <laughs> well, you already got a hundred you got a million Twitter followers, so you're not sweating it. I'm, I'm selling it direct via infomercial. You're only, only dealing with Rainbow Grocery in San Francisco. Hey, how come? Yeah, ooh, how about that? Yeah, or back to the land here in Park Slope. There we go. This is what we're talking about. 
the Greenfield Co-op in Greenfield, Massachusetts, at Sister Store McCusker's Co-op up there in uh, in Shelburne Falls. The Berkeley Bowl, they, the only supermarket of which I am aware, which has more than six varieties of Satsuma Citrus. Yeah, these are. This is where we're gonna. This is where we're gonna make our fortune. Okay, great. Done and done. We'll talk to you guys next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Talk to you later. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.